Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. What's up? What's up? What's up? Peace to the city and peace to the planet, man. It is the baddest podcast in Nashville. The only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast undertone, man. We back. Another episode, another week, man. Let's tap in. My name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Jumba. Nashville, my name is Leon Davis Jr. I go by L Dog. And I just tell you, man, it's just good to be alive. I know you probably hear me say it a lot, man. But at my age, yeah, it's good to be alive, dog. Because uh, people are dropping like flies every day. And a matter of fact, we're getting back into the fly season, man. I was out here this morning, man. I look like I saw a couple of flies. So it's such a beautiful day, man. The flies, the ants and all that stuff is out. But at the end of the day, BMVT is out too, man. We out here, man, in the streets, man. You know what I'm saying? Just checking out this beautiful day, beautiful Nashville, man. Beautiful day to be alive, man. Hey, man, you got your summer gear, your spring gear. Go ahead and pull it out. This is a good day to show off, man. I hope you got the body to go with the attire. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't, don't worry about it, man. Wear it anyway. It's yours. It's all good. Hey, man, the Black Man Vid 2, Ratchet Weather Report by Leon Davis Jr., man. But we we excited, man. Another another episode, man, that we bringing to you guys. We almost at 100 episodes, man. Yeah, Don't man. know what type of celebratory activities we'll do for that, man. But we almost 100 episodes in, guys, 100 weeks straight, man. Black Man Vid 2, we've been moving through this uh, My Mental Matters in May season. Pops, man, how you been liking it so far? Hey, man, this My Mental Matter is a very important subject, man, because... Even though there's some awareness being brought to this mental health thing, man, this mental health pandemic, what I call it, even though some awareness is being brought to it, there's not enough. We need more awareness, more funding, more people to get involved with this mental health thing. And I'm telling you, don't wait until it runs down your street. Check it out before it gets to your street, man, and do something about it and be prepared, man, because if we keep living, we will deal with it. Guys, we are not trained professionals, man, but we have a lot of life experiences with mental health. So all we try to do is just advocate behind those and get other black men to come on our show and vent behind doing that exact same thing, man. Tap in with us, man. Shout out to my boy Frederick Cooper from Chi-Town. From Chi-Town. Hey, man, Fred Cooper. Hey, man, this dude is real. This dude is doing a lot of great things, man. Hey, man, get behind this brother, man. I'm talking about, I know we he's in Chicago, and I know that we're in Nashville, but this is a brother that you want to support, you want to follow him, man, because he's doing some great things in Chi-Town. Right after the sponsor, sponsorship segment break, Nashville, we'll get right into it. Frederick Cooper from Chicago, Illinois, will join us on our platform. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? Just like that, man. Just like that. We're back. We're back, man. Good morning to you guys again. Tuesday morning, Nashville. We are continuing to push through this month of May. Make sure you guys tap into everything that we got going on, man. But exciting episode that we got for you guys, man. You know that if we got somebody that's not in Nashville, we're going to find a way to get them on our mic, man. And we have a brother that is gracing us from Chicago, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And super excited, man, to have him on our platform. He has a hell of a story in Nashville, and we've been to get right into it. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today presenting to some, introducing to others, one of Chicago, Illinois' finest, my good friend, good brother, Mr. Fred Cooper. Big dog, how you doing this morning, man? Man, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, brother. We glad you're here. Glad you, man, um, have, have naturally... Uh, wanted to be on our platform, you know, just to tell your story, yes. to be able to vent, if you will, and just naturally, man, get those things out that you need to get out, man, all in relation to mental health and your mental health experiences. So let's get into it, man. Folks get tired of us talking. So let's <laughs> see what you got to talk about, man. Yeah. Uh, let us know, man. First name, last name, where you're from, got any kids, siblings, extracurricular activities you like to do. Let's get into it. Oh, uh, my name is Fred Cooper uh, from the south side of Chicago. Uh, I got two brothers and a sister. Um, uh, basketball my favorite sport, so you know, um, once I get off here, I'm logging right on to the playoffs. Yes, sir. Same. <laughs> yes, sir. Same. And uh, you know, just a, just a guy just trying to help his people out here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. It, it, it's so 
it's it's such a God sin, man, I think, man, because and reason I say that is this. How I came across you, man, is I'm just checking my platforms. I'm checking emails, I'm checking Facebook, all this type of stuff. I said, man, let me check the LinkedIn, man. I go on LinkedIn, I look up, I'm looking at stories, because I'm always looking at something that relates to us. Just, just being real, looking at something that relates to us. Saw your story, man, got intrigued by, saw all the good stuff you was doing in Chicago, man. Told my son to send you the uh, our official invite, and here we are, man. And we thank God for you accepting our invite, man. And thank God for you wanting to share your story. Because our thing is this, he said it. If we can get the nine to five brothers story out there, and there's no telling how many brothers' lives we can change that you'll never see him on TV. You'll never see him on Fox News channel, the local news. You'll never see him on those platforms, but he will still be a positive brother in our community. And that's what you're doing up there in Chicago, man. We praise God for what you're doing, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, man, with that being said, Mr. Fred, let's really get into it because naturally, um the stronger part of our supporters is nashville citizens so maybe a lot of people might not know all about fred cooper man so talk about what are you doing in chicago man naturally chicago has this stereotype of being one of the rougher parts in the united states man but you're doing a lot of positive man, things that's steering people, away yeah. from that stereotype man talk to nashville about it well me personally they uh I, i'm a restorative justice practitioner what that is i do circles and so what, where I started from doing peace circles is I actually was watching a, a series called Chicago Man, and I seen this brother on there, Robert Spicer, and he was getting these, uh, getting uh, our students in this circle had like a talking piece, and they would just all be passing it around. And he was like, my goal is to stop suspensions at, a, at one of our high schools out here. Mm -hmm. Look now, see man, I think that's that's kind of nice. So, uh, long story short, I end up getting trained. About this same person that I seen on the actual episode. Wow. Um, yeah, I ended up getting trained by him, and I ended up going to one of the local high schools out here myself. And uh, it was going real well. That all the students was opening up and everything like that. And so a county sheriff seen me, and she said, "You you should bring this to Cook County Jail." And I was thinking like, ah, it wasn't what I had in my plans. Like I don't like. Yo, 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 man, what's up, what's up, what's up? Peace to the city and peace to the planet, man. It is the baddest podcast in Nashville, the only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast undertone. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vent today? Hey, guys, we got a $10 advertisement. Somebody, somebody, somebody came through and showed Black Man Vent to some love and gave us the opportunity to advertise their brand, their platform, and anything that they are doing. I'm excited. Are you excited? Let's get excited. Who do we have today gracing our $10 advertisement on today? Z93, internet, digital, radio station. Shout out to my guy, Damon Ritchie. Man, look, man, if y'all are not tapped in with these guys, I don't know what's going on. Did you not know that there are internet radio stations? Let's start off there. Let's start off there, man. DR Global Media, Nashville. DR Global Media. These guys, they, they, they do booking and management. They do promotion. They do marketing, radio service, websites, event planning, music filming, radio advertisement, any type of business consulting that you may want to do. You want to get your... Uh, your merch on the air, get your business on the air, get your song on the air. Tap into these guys, Nashville, 407-444-1651. That is 407-444-1651. Again, the DR Global Media Group is your one-stop shop for entertainment. Our services, again, include booking and promotions, management, radio services, websites, event planning, music and filming, and so much more. Contact these guys, Damon Ritchie, and again, the DR Global Media Group, Z93 Chattanooga Internet Radio Station, man, nonstop hip-hop, WCCZDB Internet Radio. Y'all make sure y'all tap in, man, to one of the baddest internet radio stations in the land, guys. You can email them as well at drglobalmediagroup at gmail.com. They also have merch as well, again. Chattanooga's Z93 Nonstop Hip Hop Internet Radio. 
has merchandise. Support Z93 today by purchasing merch. Now available through our website by clicking the Z93 merch tab. Guys, make sure you tap in, man. These guys are doing great things. Got a lot going on, man, in Chattanooga, and they are always, always, always trying to find different ways to integrate positivity wherever that they go. And also, Z93 Internet Radio Station is a partner with Black Man Vent 2. So as you go check them out, you may run into an episode of Black Man Vent 2. That is our $10 advertisement for today, Nashville. If you know anybody else that would like to advertise with our business, let us know, man. We are here, we are ready, and we want you. Let's get back into today's episode. I said to myself, whoever needs the help, I would give it. So I remember riding one morning, I ended up praying one morning, and I rode past Cook County, and uh, it's like, you're going to work there. And it's funny, the next week I started doing peace circles in Cook County Jail. And uh, it went so well. I started off with seven guys off the division that actually wanted to join uh, the circle. And uh, they told me I could make it mandatory, but I didn't want to make it mandatory. And so I let seven guys out of 40. And then, like, I completed the session with those guys. They went back on deck. And then that following week, I had all 40. And so... It was just going well, going well. Brothers opening up to me, telling me all these stories. And we were just sharing and just showing all love to each other. And so what I wanted to do was build off that. And so I went and took a financial literacy class. Because I said, if I can get the attention on this, I can get the attention on some money. Because a lot of the guys that's in this county, they're not bad guys. they business guys, but just got the business into the wrong side of it. So maybe if I can teach them how to do LLCs, Maybe if I could teach them how to do business credit, get bank accounts and things like that, that would actually stop a lot of the crime that's going on. So when I got that, I brought that to Cook County also. And so what I'm seeing is guys, brothers are getting out, are getting out coming to me, starting their own business, opening their first bank accounts, getting their business credit together, getting their credit scores up. And so I get a lot, a lot, a lot, like a lot of traction off LinkedIn and it's just been a blessing. So I just want to continue to spread it and you know, continue to train more people to do the work. Man, what a man, what a testament, man. Wow, man, that's, it, that's yeah, incredible. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think too, man. I, 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 I keep speaking on Chicago, the city, because y'all really do get a bad rep, man. And it's, it's, it's few and far between that you get guys like you that are doing what you're doing. Exactly. So as I told you, man, before we got on the mic, man, like like kudos to you, bro, what you're doing for yourself. Yeah, appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So man, Fred, so do you have any kids? Only have one. Okay, it's a son or a I daughter? I have a daughter. Okay, oh Yeah, man. this yeah. a brand right here, Papa Lalona, and it's just, oh, yeah, it's okay. us. He's doing a real good job, so. It's her oh, brand. It's her okay. brand. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, All she right. started when she was 15, 17, now. It's doing uh-huh. pretty good sales. Uh, just pop alone and she would just let people know you don't need a crowd to stand out. I like it. I like that. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like that. Hey, man, Nashville, y'all listening, man. Make sure we'll make sure to put all of the information mm-hmm. about the brand popular loner yes, in the description of the episode man so y'all tap in man with uh fred yeah. and his daughter man and the popular loner that's that's y'all can't see the hat but it's a dope <laughs> hat that you got on <laughs> yeah man i, like, I like the hat yeah yeah man it's one of the things that i know that i know of course the shirt whatever i saw the hat that was that was different and that's what sales man yeah. that's what gets people attention mm-hmm. it's got to be something different so man with that being said when you took on the venture of doing the things you were doing I guarantee you that's probably different from a lot of dudes that you hang out with or some of your peers. That's probably something different from what they do. Or do you have a lot of brothers that are participating with you doing what you do in Chicago? So, so I, I, they started to come on now. Because mm. I realized uh, doing this, I had to make it look cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. that's how I get a lot of my participants that participate in my classes. It's, I had to tell them, for me and what I'm dealing with, especially in like Cook County Jail, these classes, when I go to Chicago Public Schools, we got to make learning fun. 
makes it look yes. cool because that old way of learning is it's, it's over with. That's true. It's over with. That's true. And so That's now true. that they see that, you know, once I get the people coming in, now everybody want to join in, which is okay because we can continue to spread the knowledge and spread this good. Because like I was telling, I was just talking to one of my guys. I said, listen, think about this. Got a brother that's in Cook County Correctional Facility. Mm-hmm. He come home. We help him get his LLC. We help him get a business credit. We help him get all these things. We sit in circle and mentor him every week. Do you think that same brother is gonna be willing to go back to jail and commit a crime? Got too much going on now, man. Yeah, got too much going on now. I ain't got time for that. That's a waste of my time, man. Going back in there. Yeah, man. It may it make a whole lot of sense, man, to see. What you're doing too, man, is you're the type of brother, man. This, again, we pride ourselves on the nine to five type brothers, man. But you're, you're, you know, I don't know what your status is as far as finance are concerned, but as far as just being, I, I put like this, I met you on LinkedIn. I hadn't seen you on the Breakfast Club. I hadn't seen you on the news yet. So it sound like you a nine to five type dude, yes, but you're that dude that's making so much of an impact with what you're doing with just your time and effort, man. And if we could just get people to understand that you, like your daughter with her brand, you don't have to be popular, man, to make an impact. Just do it. Do you it. know, I'm gonna take that Nike thing again. Just do it, man. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. do it. Yeah, Pop's got a point, man. I, I just, I naturally, man, just uh, am in awe again, man, of how you're changing your city stereotype, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, every major city, I feel like, has a stereotype. They call us what country, we country music we country, country, yeah, music. country music everything down here ain't country and i think when you get to certain parts of nashville yeah, that you, you don't need to be in yeah you'll, you'll find, figure that out you'll find out we got a hood in nashville too man you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and, 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 and it, it might not be what you think once you get in it but it's like what he said every city has a has a like a negative mm-hmm. uh connotation that go right. with the city right. but man like he said you doing some things that's gonna change that and i'm gonna tell you what's gonna be a trip too some of them guys that you're impacting their lives right now are gonna go on to be great mm-hmm. and they're gonna look back and they're gonna call your name they're gonna be like who is this dude man well he said <laughs> he said it though you know fred said that that he's had men that have have reached back out to him and was yeah. like man thank you for giving me that llc yeah, info thank yeah, you for yeah. helping me out with man getting my bank account set up bro what yeah. you're doing is huge fred yeah, I, I ain't trying to blow your head up man yeah, but i am at the same time <laughs> Man, I'm gonna switch the gears a little bit, man. Um, you have a daughter, yes, sir. Um, and naturally, uh, my dad curates a question. You want to hit that question now, man? Let, let me same. get him early, man. Yeah, uh, let yeah. Get, we, hey, friend, how old is your daughter, man? 17. Oh, you probably already went through this, man. Yeah, so, yeah, just yeah. tell me what you did, man. <laughs> what did you do on the first date night when that brother came to the door that you was looking at? You're like, I know he ain't here for my daughter. <laughs> what did you do, man? <laughs> he look, look, friend. Yeah, he rolled up to the house like, uh, look, what's your what's your daughter's name? Mariah. He rolled up to the house like, hey, hey, Fred, uh, uh, uh what Mariah? What, what, what she at? We we finna go out. How you respond? I had that before a, a young man. <laughs> he called like late night. It was late night. He called late. I'm like, who is this? He told me was, and I'm like, hey man, do you realize it's 11 o'clock? He was like, I know. Uh oh. I'm like, Mariah, I, I actually, I looked at his face because it was like the FaceTime, and I realized it was. And then yeah. he's talking, kind of, he's talking kind of crazy. But once I realized who he was, he called back, apologizing. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. He's like, wait a minute, I ain't know who that was. Let me call back, get this right. <laughs> man, what, what, what? Just, just be honest with me, man. You, you, you know, naturally from, from Southside Chicago. What? What was going on in your head, man? You got a dude rolling up on your daughter like that. With that type of disrespect. It wasn't like he came up on, you know, just on a respect for you. He don't know who he messing with, moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Man, man. On a lighter note, man, talk about naturally, that's your first child and your only Mm -hmm. child, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Talk about that moment, man. Just being in that hospital room, naturally, watching her enter into the world man what were some of the jitters man some of the nervous uh traits that you may have had being a black man about to raise mm-hmm. a black queen mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just a long struggle like because one thing i've always told myself 
I will be there for him no matter what. Like no matter what the relationship he and the mother had, I'm gonna be there regardless. And uh, mm-hmm. I was there from day one when she was born, gave it a name, and uh, it was just I want to bring this kid in this world. One, it was I had the anxious, but also kind of scared because of what I know how I was raised and the things that I've been through and the things that I had seen. So the main goal was just to try to keep her away from a lot of those things that I seen the way I was raised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Hey man, so is uh your mom and pop still around? Yeah, my pops died when I was 21, but my mom is still living and we still have a great relationship till this. We always had a great relationship. Man, that is so good, man. That is so good. Uh, so mom and dad, when they were raising you, man, in Chicago, were you, were you raised in Chicago? Yes, sir. Born and raised. Okay. Okay. So when they was raising you in Chicago, were they the strict type, helicopter type parents, the hoverers, or were they the kind of let you kind of venture out a little bit and bump your head, then come back and tell you what you bumped your head at? Well, which which type did you have, man? Well, pops was more uh, like the um, uh, let him go see the world. Yeah. You know, but he would give me the game and just say, hey, you know, if you do this, hey, here's the consequence for this. Mom was more like the, she was the disciplinary. Mm-hmm. Like, my moms didn't really play. Like, you know, it was three boys and just her raising us. Even though my pops was part of my life, but my mom's had custody of us. So, my pops mm-hmm. more than, we always did the talking together. Yeah, Until yeah. this day, even though I spent most of my time with my mother, I said 90% of the stuff that I learned came from my father. Mm-hmm. Just that talks and that listening. Mm-hmm. And you know, and granted, man, I, and I believe your mother did a great job hey. because we sitting here looking at you, man. But like you said, it's still some things, man, that only a, a dad can give a son. You know what I'm saying? And, and like you just said, even the conversation piece, I'm not saying a woman can't do it, but it's just sometimes it's better coming from a male perspective, you know what I'm saying? But if that if that's all you got at the female, then you know, you, you praise God for that and you deal with it. But thank God that you had both pieces, man. But have you ever seen, what do you say, uh, Have you, what, are, what are your thoughts on guys that don't have that male role model, that male figure, man? How do they, how, how do you think they should like combat that? Should they try to find a male mentor or should they just, you know, just move through life and let mom do it? Now you gotta find that male presence. We all need, especially the brothers in Chicago, we need that male presence. So that's one of the reasons why like, in addition to doing the uh, restorative justice peace circles and the um, financial literacy, I have brought on fatherhood classes. It's just to help, mm. uh, help us as brothers, you know, even though like I was telling every guy in the class, it's not if you have a biological child, you can be the uncle, you can be a mentor, you can be just that homie down the street, that the, the friend next yes. door. Let me talk yes. to you because when you got that male voice, it's no, no, nothing, no shade towards our women. It's just the male exactly. voice. Is, we are, we are a little louder. So mm-hmm. with my daughter, like uh, uh, she wanted to play football, and but she was like the coach hollers too much, and I. Explain to her. I said, "Well, if he was a silent coach, would you hear him?" I said, "Look at." I said, "So I told her. I said, well, I want you to do is go look at TV and look at all the coaches from basketball to football to boxing, and tell me the one that's silent and really don't get the fan." Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. The right. Yeah, why right. is because it's an authority in our voice. Yes. That authority, yes. and so. And I said, like, and I told her, sometimes I might get loud. It's not to try to scare you or try to, you know, put you down or anything. It's what I really want you to hear. Me. So don't take every time I'm getting loud that, oh, you did something wrong. I said, mm-hmm. Bill Jackson didn't win six rings being south. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, even, even with this, Fred, now, I don't know. I think my son might have caught a little bit of the back end of this. But when I was growing up, man, if a coach didn't slap you upside the head, if they didn't kick you in the butt, if they didn't curse you out, you wouldn't get coached, man. You know what I'm saying? You just wouldn't get coached, man. You know what I'm saying? That's just yep. the way they was, man. But you can't do that type of stuff now because these kids fight back, the parents <laughs> fight back. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that now, man. So, so only people, only place you probably be able to do that is in the professional ranks or something like that. But growing up with these kids now, nah, man, they ain't having no coaches hollering at their kids, and they wonder why the kids are soft. Yeah. I'm gonna leave that right there where it's at. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, I, I want to switch up. Uh, we got about five more minutes we want to work with, man. Chicago is very well known for the rap industry. Mm. Do you have any natural ties to to you know just just that storyline, if you will, man? Do you like rap? Do you listen to rap? Yeah, and I, lo I, love, I love hip hop. All right, me and you both, I man. That's the thing. That's the love. I love, I love, I love the hip hop scene in Chicago. Actually, I actually love the hip hop scene. I just don't like the brothers with the, uh, you know, I love drill. I love drill music. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's drill the, music. The, yeah. What, what yeah. comes behind it, the killing and the shooting. So one yeah. of the goals of me doing Restore the Justice is to get the so-called ones that don't like each other to say, he's an op, he's an op. Let me get all mm -hmm. them in a the circle with so we can try to un better understand each other. Man. We Man, never really like have it. that platform because if you pumping, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 years old. If somebody's mm -hmm. pumping millions of dollars to me and what's selling is me talking about my brother, I'm probably going to keep doing it. Because mm, I'm, I'm only, if, if I'm only 22 or 17 getting a record deal, if you're going to keep, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm getting viewed off of it, get millions of yeah. views, I'm not going to stop it because. Right. 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 So, yeah. Like, I don't blame, I don't blame the young guys with the rap. I blame a lot of the labels. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So because I see it firsthand, like my nephew actually did a video for a rapper out in Chicago, and a couple years ago he just got forty years. The same rapper he did the video for. Wow. And so yeah, and so I've seen a lot of them coming to the county and, and things like this. So my goal, I want to bring restorative justice to the rap game. Yeah, man. I, I like want to be able to sit down when. A little dirt and an NBA young boy got beef. Let's sit down. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. there you because go. we see we lost one one brother off this already. How can we? Because y'all both leaders. Y'all both mm -hmm. right. And y'all leaders. Our kids mm -hmm. look up to you. If we brought NBA young boy or a little dirt into a school, all the kids would have to crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. So That's right. Now, if I get them to sit. And we talking about something real and saying, how can we stop this, man? It'll be powerful. Man, man, I, man. you might be jumping in front no, of me. Go ahead, you go ahead. How, man? Go ahead. Go because ahead. what you're doing is not easy. You're talking about restorative justice in an industry where if I got beef with you in the streets in 2010, I might have beef with you in the streets in 2030. And it was just a matter of time before I needed to see you 20 years later. How confident are you, man, in putting your purpose and your vision into the rap industry? Because, bro, I know I'm a huge YSL fan. I love YSL. So I am a huge Jeffrey Williams fan. I love Thug. Like, I'm a huge fan of them. So even in that situation, how can you put restorative justice and these positive practices into an industry where you don't see it? You don't see it at all. Because one, number one, I'm gonna bring something they ain't never seen. Mm -hmm. I know it. Mm -hmm. I be mm -hmm. circle C now. I I I just got a hold to somebody in that hip hop field. And mm -hmm. it's just okay. but see what I'm gonna bring is something that they never seen, which is mm -hmm. the respect for each other. Because yeah. you gotta remember, if I'm talking about you on this record, I gotta know something about you. About you. Uh -huh. I gotta be uh -huh. looking at you. Uh -huh. So guess uh -huh. what? I don't hate everything you do because I'm taking the time to get on my phone, put your name in the search <laughs> box, yeah, and yeah. look you up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You know what I said in the record because you listen to it. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. so you know, that, that, It ain't all the hate because I or somebody telling you. Then you look for yourself, and so that's what's going on. So you look at like a wide sale, and they say, well, um, and I look at um, the, the 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 prosecutors down there, and they say, well, they should understand what they say on these records. Mm -hmm. What am I to say? When I'm, that's all I can see. That's all I know. That's all that. I see. If all I yeah. see is murder and killing, what can else I can I talk about? I'm not yeah, from exactly. a community that does that that they the hand closed gates and everything. We didn't have it. Thank you. Thank you. So that's Thank why you. I when they said uh having this law where's that holding them accountable for the things that they say, what are we supposed to say? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Most of the mm -hmm. Because the one that we love the most is the one that we feel the most. Yeah. Yeah. So so now I get these same guys in this circle. Now it's hey, uh, write five things that y'all love about each other. Why five mm -hmm. things that you don't like about each other? Mm 
Right, I'm just getting them to just rebuild. I like I like that concept, man. Slow I like it. I like it. And I'm gonna tell you, Reen, I like it because you're bringing guys to a table and trying to get them to communicate. And really, that's all it is. Sometimes is a lack of communication, man. It's simple, man. It's really simple, but it's hard because it's hard to bring them to the table. You know what I'm saying? But if you can get them to the table, man, I think you got some because I'm listening at the concept. We used to do the same thing here when we before we started this podcast. We had a, a similar situation where we would bring guys together and we would just talk about life situations, man, with just me and a bunch of young kids. But my thing was I just wanted to try to pull some wisdom into their situation and also for them to school me on what they're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? But it sounds like you got something where if you can just get these brothers to communicate, man. And think about this. That's like that in every relationship. This is my son. But if we're not communicating, we're not going to be able to jail, man, and not do what we need to do. But when we communicate, it just makes the picture a whole lot better picture, man. That's how it works. You know, I, yes, we come from, I come from an era where Tupac and Biggie was beef. That's my era. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Now you got the magazines printing because they know we're going to read it. Get the source magazine. We got all exactly. print, print, print. Now you got the reporters asking them about each other. Nobody said, how can we get them together? Exactly. Yeah. You're right. They, they never said the beef, that. Then we make more money off the piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, what you're saying yeah. is, it's a thing that the, I know you probably know the history of this, but the industry did this on purpose. Yeah. They did it on purpose. Yeah. They did it on purpose. And what you're trying to do is, is de- defuse it. And so, are you ready? And I know you are. I'm just asking you this. Are you ready for the push? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know I'm going to get it. Like I told them, I'm bringing, I, my goal is to take restorative justice to, in the sports field and, and, and the hip hop field because that's two of the biggest fields that black entertainers are trying to get in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when we get in, we see some of them get crushed. Mm-hmm. I look at John Moran's situation, he got crushed. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this is what society in the basketball is turning into. All the dreadheads, mm-hmm. golds and diamonds in their mouth. And now all the other kids we look up, they look up to John Moran. So right, right. Have we ever said, let's sit down, let's sit John Moran down, let's get here first? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. We just I'm bunch with- of money. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And when they and see when they act out like that, and then that's another picture of our community that's really not true. That's just a faction of our community. That's not the whole aura of what we all about, man. That's not it. What you're doing, yeah. that's the type of stuff that needs to have more spotlight on it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And that's why I appreciate uh BMVT. I appreciate you guys for having me because we gotta put this more in the spotlight because yeah. If I go out here and kill somebody in Chicago, I'll be all over the news. I hear it I hear before you get right, right up, you finish doing it. I'm going to hear about but, it. But they don't talk about me working in these restorative justice community courts and helping exactly. dismiss over 75 cases. Yes, think Lord. about that. That could have been 75 brothers and sisters with felony backgrounds. Look at that, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Man, Fred, say that one more time yeah, for, please our, do. for our audio. Please do. What that 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 little phrase of you uh, helping seventy five people? Say that one more time. Well, I just want to make sure I've helped that. over seventy five people get cases dismissed. Now, instead of those being convicted felons, those are seventy five people that are free, no background whatsoever. Man, you praise God. You can't read it, man. Dude. We're gonna take that note, man. We're gonna hit a quick, quick break. Quick, quick pause, man. We're going to dive right back into it. Y'all know how we rock, man. The Black Men Vent 2 Podcast. We got my guy Fred Cooper, man. Yeah. Frederick Cooper is yeah. with us, man. South side of Chicago. South side of yeah. Chicago, man. Gracing our platform. Yeah. You've heard about him, man. Y'all know how we rock. This next half is finna get rocking, man. Make sure y'all stay with us. Stay locked in. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man Vent today? Yo, what's going on, Nashville? Peace to the city and peace to the planet. We hope you're enjoying today's episode thus far. Frederick Cooper is the second of the four special guests that we will have for our My Mental Matters in May season. We hope you guys, again, are enjoying today's episode. For Mental Health Awareness Month, guys, we want to continue to keep bringing to the forefront and bringing different 
videos, different information, and different knowledge behind black men and how we deal with mental health. We want you guys real quick to take just two to three minutes and check out this next video excerpt. This is coming from the YouTube channel WFAA ABC 8. It is a small video of five black men detailing their struggles with mental health. Let's check it out. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to Daybreak. You know, all morning long, we've been showcasing and showing you many organizations and ways to celebrate Black History Month across DFW. But we want to switch gears, pivot just a little bit this morning to talk about a serious subject, uh, one that has been taboo in the Black community for generations. Uh, it was two months ago, Stephen Twitch boss took his own life, which surprised a lot of his fans. And when you read the comments, the threads were mainly the same question. He was so happy, and how could this happen? Well, through some very personal stories from five different black men, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to attempt to answer that question. How could something like this happen? Now, I do want to warn you, some of this content may be triggering, especially if you've dealt with mental health issues yourself. When you think about mental health, what does that mean to you now versus when you first learned that this was even a thing? Oh, let me take a deep breath on this one. It's a question that'll make anyone take a moment to just think. In, in general, mental health is one of those things that you, it's not like, hey, today I want to start working on mental health. It is, it's more like, oh, shit, I'm going through a whole lot. An internal battle of how black men see themselves. I am unworthy. I am broken. I'm scared. I'm not good enough. And how the world sees them. I didn't realize what was happening to me over time. I felt, I felt like it would be better just to end it. As athletes, you don't have time to process. You don't have time to deal with what you're feeling. Life was really just building up on top of me and it felt like you're slowly kind of like drowning. Whether to turn to faith. So I said, Pop, you can't talk about the Bible and not mention mental health. Or fear. I had to go against what I was taught. Who do you turn to? Did you talk about mental health growing up? No, mental health was not a thing that we talked about in the house. And how? Black men especially, we don't really express how we feel in a way that shows our vulnerability. But now, we're finding new ways to create space. I am, I am redefining black mental health with new words. I'm present. I am worthy. I understand who I am. That I am enough. I am enough now and always. From the role of the black church and faith to discussing uh, black masculinity, you guys, we're talking about it all. And these guys are not holding back. They are vulnerable, they are transparent, and they're helping us to re-examine, examine that is, what it means to discuss black mental health. That Just like that, man, we're back, we're back, man. The baddest podcast in Nashville. The yep, podcast, yep. the only yep, podcast yep. that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast undertone aiming to change the narrative of the black man one episode at a time. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vent today? If you're just not joining us, as I always say, something is wrong with you. Yeah, Get yourself together. Because we are here with Frederick Cooper. Chi-Town. Chi-Town is representing, man, the south side of Chicago, man. Yeah, it's representing man. us. Getting into this second half, y'all know how we rock, man. We get into the real, we get into the raw, we get into the stories of our guests and allow them to vent on our platform in hopes that it helps the next black man get through whatever they're dealing with that is involved in mental health. Yes. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, man. Let's get into it. Mr. Frederick, what would you like to vent about today on Black Men Vent 2? Uh, just been about, you know, being in Chicago, you know, it's a lot of violence that go on in our city. And so I just uh, give you a, like like for myself. So I remember like for me, I was selling drugs at uh, 14 years old is when I started. Mm. So from 14 to 24, 10 straight years. And uh, just I see a lot of people that's going through the same thing to this days. That's why I love restorative justice because I never judge nobody. That's right. I never judge nobody. Mm -hmm. So 
I said, you know, I always knew God because my grandmother was a pastor who pray every night. Mm-hmm. But I knew that selling drugs was bringing the money in and it was bringing good money in. And so I'm making all this money, you know. Then, you know, here comes the women. And, you know, mm-hmm. you start having sex with a lot of women. And then it comes like, now you like a hood celebrity. Everybody know you. Mm-hmm. So, so now that feeling feels good. So I see a lot of my youth go through that now. So at 24 years old, uh, I just sat, my, sat down with myself and I said, I got to get my life back to God. Because mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a long time. Long story short, I went and I got baptized again. And I said, it's like the Jay-Z when he say, let me reintroduce myself. Let me mm-hmm. reintroduce myself. So I got baptized. Three weeks later, what happened? I get shot 10 times. And so... 10 times? 10 times, yeah. I'm, hold up, hold up, back up. I'm standing here looking at a man that took 10 shots. That's the same thing I see. Yes, <laughs> you don't. You know what? What they say in the church circle sometimes, you don't look like what you've been through. You don't look like what you've been through, brother. Wow. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, sir. So I, I call one to the next went to my jaw is still sitting there mm. um, like a few up and hit my uh foot uh so I so till this day I lost a lot of movement within my toes and uh I had to I go to rehab and learn how to uh walk again so I was in rehab for about eight months mm-hmm. and it was just like blood sweat and tears getting together but once I got it together and I got into all this, all these things that I mentioned now, like the restorative justice, the financial literacy, the fatherhood, mentoring people. The goal is for, for like with my youth to see their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doing this, and like I say, the time event, I want them to see like when I'm like, and it's like one of my um, a piece that I do when I'm doing my peace circus is like take this mirror and just look at yourself. What do you see? Mm. What do you see? What is this reflection telling you? Can you change this person? Mm. And so a lot of guys, I've seen them when we do this activity, some break down. Some be like, man, like, do you feel that you're going to die out here? Do you feel you're going to live out here? It's all up to you because you're the one that's making these choices. I've sat in circles with mothers who lost their kids. I've sat in circles with the mothers whose son killed their kids. Mm. Oh, mm. good. Mm. Man, so it 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 mm. get real heavy because now you have one mother on this side saying, "Well, your son's still living, man's gone." So, mm. who do you feel like? I'm sitting in this circle, and number one, number one thing I always have to remember is I'm non-judgmental. But it's hard hearing somebody say, "Well, my son was on his way to do this, 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 this," and your son stopped this. Mm. So now. Mm. You have uh, one mother with the rage, one mother trying to say I'm sorry because I didn't raise him to be a killer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, None mm-hmm. of us raised nobody to do. We don't know what they're going to be. So now I'm in this circle. How do I bring this together? Oh, my goodness, man. That's got, man. And so in those moments, man, <laughs> I'm almost lost for words even asking, asking you the question, but... How do you come? Look, I know how you do it, but I want you to say how you do it. I know God gives you the words, but how do you, in that moment, just find those words? Do you just are you? Because I know I tell my son a lot of times when I'm in situations, I'm praying like I could be talking to you, but in my spirit, I'm praying. You know what I'm saying? Is that how you do it, man? That's how you so, get the words. Yeah. So, so now I'm I'm sitting here. Like, so I like like for me, people ask me, well, how do you get these circles together? How do you bring it? Because I didn't see on LinkedIn, they see all the success and things like that. But what I tell them, it's a lot, it's a lot to it. And uh, you gotta be able to hold that safe space. It gotta stay safe because I might feel a certain way if I'm sitting at somebody, looking at somebody that shot my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that safe space. So, so I always tell them like, okay, what is your goal here? Why don't you come here? We want to know why is these things because we don't want to leave here with hate in our hearts. We want to have have love, respect, joy, and peace for each other. It might not happen this first circle. 
right, 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 right. Do several, and I had to explain that to you. You ain't need to do several because it get emotional. It gets to the point where a person, well, I remember this and I remember this because you lost your son to the system. You lost your son to the graveyard. Mm. Two families, man. Two families destroyed. And see, that's what I want to get out to the world to see. Ain't no justice been served. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ain't no justice been served seeing one of our young brothers go down for 50, 60 years. No. What is the justice in that? No. No. So that's why I want to be telling people this restorative justice. So even in Chicago, maybe about a month ago, we had the kids go downtown. And they was going, they was they, they tore a few things up, and three people got shot. And I was thinking, all these kids is crazy. And this, 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 I said, no, 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 they're not. Oh, wait, what are they? I said, it's a cry for help. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. I'm with you. I'm with you because people, when they don't know how to ask for help, but they still cry out for it, it's just that we don't recognize it. You're exactly right, Mr. Coop. I, I agree with you totally, man. Man, you're doing such a great work in Chicago. What are some of the future things you want to do outside of what you're doing right now? Uh, I got to spread it. We got to spread this thing. We got to spread this into a, number one, one of the main goals for me, like I told you guys, Spread this to the to our rap generation. Spread this to our locker rooms where our young brothers like John Moran can sit down and say, "Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Why I'm feeling like this." Yeah, 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 yeah. This is why yeah. I'm feeling like this. Like, do the NBA? Yeah, they got a lot of things, but are they seeing us talk to us? Mm. Come on, man. Mm. Come on, man. Are they having somebody that's been in this background say, "Hey, John Moran, come over, sit over here, man. Let let me have you want to struggle with a lot of kids that love and look up to you." We don't yeah, man. you. Yeah, man. We want you to keep going and we want you to keep getting these big old two hundred million dollar contracts. That's right. I'm with you. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah I want yeah. him to get it while he's young. Man, get like, it and keep getting man. keep getting it. Keep opening doors and keep man pouring that some smell so we can keep pouring it to each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hey man, so I'm listening to you with your future aspirations. Just say for instance, well let me ask you this. Are you putting together like some type of presentation? that can be done without you, you know what I'm saying? Like if like if we want to do what you're doing in Chicago, in Chicago, we want to do that here, but we want to follow your model. Are you like putting something together where you could like, well, man, I'm gonna send y'all the DVD. I'm gonna send y'all the, the DVD package and how to run it yeah. and all. No, putting something like that together. But I'm doing that every month and I'm gonna start doing every two weeks. I'm doing like the introduction to restorative justice. Mm -hmm. You know, so I did uh, one last, what's this, this is May, I did one in April, I did one in May and February, but mm -hmm. like it was a two hour presentation to restore the justice, just yes. to know what it is, it was $100 for the class, but I did it on Zoom, just to let people see what it's about. There you go. Right. I, I do do a three to four day training, but before you get there, let me see if this is even what you want to do. Let me right. show you what this is about. Let me give you a breakdown of what restorative justice is. Like I said, I sit in circles with um, couples that want to get divorced. Mm -hmm. And I just give y'all a small sample of how I do a few things. So mm -hmm. yeah, let's say I got a husband and a wife, they talking about getting divorced. Mm -hmm. So I tell the husband, bring two people that support you and the wife, she bring two people that support her. Let me let y'all know one thing, I don't judge. I'm not here to say y'all outcome, that's for y'all to figure out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I got both of them. So I say, write down five things that you love about your husband. Okay, so everybody write. So now I say, I tell the kids, write down five things that you would like to see change from both parents. Turn it over. What happens? All the kids wrote the same thing. Wow. Wow. So wow. Tell, if, if the kids is telling y'all, they all feel the same way, what is that telling y'all as parents? Mm, they're not listening to the kids man yeah yeah <laughs> this is non-judgmental it gives everybody a voice i'm not here to say who's right who's wrong that's for y'all to do so yeah. as a family i want everybody to say stand up that think they should get a divorce everybody stand up to say they should that's how it goes I, I like that, man. I, hey, hey, Fred, I think you own to something, man. You are really on to something, so, man. We're doing, I do, I do building activities with them in this place. And here's one of the things I tell them. 
I'm not a therapist, but what I do is therapeutic. Yo, 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 Nashville, what's up, what's up, what's up? Peace to the city and peace to the planet, man. It is the best podcast in Nashville. The only podcast that gives you a radio show. Fill in with a podcast undertone. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Good today? If you guys regularly listen to our every week scheduled program, then you know in the second half of our episode, we get ready for the Black Man Vent 2 Black News Weekly segment, guys. What in the world is going on in Nashville that is blackity, blackity, black? Let's check it out, man. Let's check it out. Hey, guys, remember, we have been on Perspective with Alana McLaughlin all throughout the month of May. The last showing, the last taping will be on the CW this Sunday at 6 a.m., guys, May the 21st 20, uh, of this year. 6 o'clock a.m. this Sunday, the CW, we will be on with Alana McLaughlin, The Perspectives. Nashville, make sure you check us out as we're continuing to advocate behind black men and mental health. What else we got going on, man, in the city? To all my East Nashville alumni, man, all my East alumni, man, I can't wait to see you guys this weekend, the second annual alumni basketball game, guys. Make sure you go get your tickets at GoFan.com. They are $10, man. Get your tickets while the tickets are there. May the 20th, this Saturday, man. Outies for life, man. If you know, you know. And if you don't, you will. Shout out to my guys out there, man. Can't wait to see you guys this weekend. Lastly, we want to give a special, special shout out to Pastor, my pastor, George T. Brooks Sr., his wife, Sister Sarah Brooks. We are celebrating at the St. James Missionary Baptist Church this Sunday, our pastor's 39th year pastor's appreciation. Our pastor has gracefully been able to, to, to just continue to push our church to bigger and better. 8 a.m. service will be this Sunday, May the 21st, with Reverend George T. Brooks Jr., our pastor's son, Pastor Mount Oliver Missionary Baptist Church in Hendersonville, Tennessee, will come. And then 11 a.m., we will have the retired pastor of Jefferson Street Missionary Baptist Church, Reverend James Tex Thomas, that will be with us again, guys, at the St. James Missionary Baptist Church, 628th Avenue North, right up the street from Swiss Restaurant. You can't miss us. We the little big church that's right up on the hill. Make sure y'all come check us out, man, this Sunday, May 21st, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Pastor Brooks, nine, excuse me, 39th year appreciation. Here it is, the Black Network 2 Black News Weekly segment. If you have activities, if you have things going on, if you have events that you want to hear back, check us out, man. Shoot us an email. Let us know. We'll make sure to get it on the air. Let's get back into today's episode. Like that man. You know, I like that. Look, look. No, man, my son, we like we that. say we not I like, like we we call this an opinionated based podcast. Right. A young perspective and an old school perspective. We do not proclaim to be professionals at anything, but we know a little bit about a lot. So you know what I'm saying? So we can talk about whatever subject matter you want to bring, man. One of us has either had that experience or we've seen that experience. I like what you're doing, man, because you, like you said, you're doing something different, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a criminal justice major. I've never heard nothing like this before. Never heard it, man. I've seen people do stuff, but I've never heard this type of model. So let me, let me get you to do this for us right quick. I know what restorative justice is, but just give us a quick little overview, man, of your explanation of restorative justice. You know, I tell people restorative justice for me is two words, build relationships. Mm -hmm. Say that again now. Restorative justice for me, two words. Build relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, like I can it. get into the long definition. I tell them, mm -hmm. build relationships. We get a bill. I'm not here to tear nobody down. That's why some of the best places I do restorative justice peace circles is the Cook County Jail. Wow. Because wow. yeah. I'm, build I'm building what's been torn apart, which is us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's sad because when they say they put us in these systems, man, to be rehabilitated, they never rehabilitate you, man. You know what I'm saying? They make it worse. You know what I'm saying? They never, they never rehabilitate you. And then they throw you back into a system that's already against us. 
everything pretty much is against us. And even you said it earlier in the first segment, they take our words, man, and they say, stand up to these words. But when I stand up to these words, then I get looked upon some type of way, whatever. When I when I call you out on the words that you say I'm supposed to stand by, then I, I'll give you a prime example of what I'm talking about. The, the, the Constitution said every man is created equal. I, I, I ain't seen that yet. I'm 58 years old. I ain't seen equality yet. I'm still looking for it. You know what I'm saying? So how are those words that you put out there, how are they benefiting me? None at all. You know what I'm saying? You're, and I love how you said that. You Like you say, you know the, the four words that get to me mm -hmm. has been served. Justice yeah, yeah, look. yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Exactly. And you talking about justice has been served, but we have not had all the details. We don't know. We don't. We don't even have all the evidence. But you say justice has been served. Give a breath of 60, 70 years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. And man, how many times? I know you've seen. Oh man, you getting on something now? How many times have you seen this, man? Where these brothers go to jail, 30, 40, 50 years. And then they come back and say, oh, she said he didn't do it. 50 years, man. You know what I'm saying? 50 years. Right now we got so many brothers that's been getting out of jail. Oh, he didn't do it. He did 28 years. Oh, we gave him $2 million. What the hell is that? <laughs> right. I can't give right. back my time. You right. can't give me my time. Look, give me my time back. Mr. Fred, me and my son just did a podcast with a young man out in uh, Texas. And one thing he shared with us, he said, don't look at life as as money. Look at it as time. He said, when somebody asks me to do something, I don't worry about the charges or the money situation. He said, I look at how much time I got to spend in it. So what you just said, it resonates, man. That is so true. 30, 40, 50 years of a man's life, and you give him $2 million. It, like you said, what are you going to do with that, man? You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, yeah, I can eat now. I can get me a crib, whatever. But I'm still, them fit, man, hey, hey, man, I'm I'm 75 years old now. What am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why one of the reasons I, I do the restorative justice and the uh, financial literacy is to show people, start your, start your business, start your LLCs. Like I told people when I was coming up, it was get a good job, go to college. What if I don't want to go to college? Right, right. Yeah, I might want to start my own business. I might want to work for myself. I might want to be my own boss. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I do love about this generation with the social media and these things because they are taking more control of their lives. Right. So even with our, our justice system, so bringing restorative justice in, the main word in restorative justice is the restore part. Mm -hmm, How do mm -hmm. I restore what was lost? Yes, yes. Because I deal with brothers every day. Most of them don't even know where the father is. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's it's, it's interesting too, uh, Mr. Fred, you talk about the business model. It's a lot of brothers in the south side of Chicago that's got a business model. It just ain't the right one. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. Mm -hmm. You on it, and look, we talk real and raw on our podcast yeah, now. Yeah. You on the street. You know, you let's just say you you the uh, you the plug, you know, you the weed man, if you will. You sectioning out your your you know your your bags, if you will. That's a business. You like, okay, I got this one for this dude, and I'm gonna go to this one for this dude, and I'm gonna go to this one for this dude, and then okay, I, I gotta get that. If if you flip the switch, if you turn that that coin over for that black brother to say the exact same thing you doing in the streets, do it in the, in a, in a in a more organized, a more positive a more get your LSC, get your documentation get your out uh, your EIN get your in the same mentality that you had on the south side of Chicago street that same hustle flip that use the same hustle mentality yeah on the on the other side of it yes sir and that's it, it's, it's great you said that because I had a lesson on that in restorative justice I said how many of y'all not a structure of business and mm. most guys didn't raise their hand I said okay how many of y'all ever sold that? Y'all never hustled anything, sold anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when we're selling drugs, what we gotta do? We gotta promote it, right? Right. Yeah. We gotta put it out there, and let everybody yeah. know what we got. Mm -hmm. We gotta market it. We gotta. Mm -hmm. We got the best stuff out here in the game. Mm -hmm. We gotta produce it. We gotta put right. it up. Right. We gotta package it. Right. 
And we got to set a time like a store from whatever time we going to sell. We know we ain't going to be out here all day and all night. Right, right. That's right. Right. That's 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 and I told him, I said, I said, we got to do it like we do in the street, man. We just got to start flipping. We got to yeah. get some, make some, put some back, go back, get some, put some in, put some back. I said, that's what we got to do. So that's why we, look, that's why we run our business, man. Yeah. That's how we do it, man. Yeah. So it, it's a simple game, man. But I, I just appreciate how you're able to help them see that you already have it. You just got to put it in the right place. You already got the mindset. You already got the hustle. You just need to get get legalized. Yeah, you said it, man. They already got it. It's just, already got it, man. Mm-hmm. When you're on this south side, this west side of Chicago, you 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 get used to some things. Mm-hmm. Used to seeing friends get killed. You get used to seeing people get locked up. Yeah. I I I'm just me growing up on the south side. I I I'm seeing probably thirty of people that I know. 15, 20 of them was probably friends shot and killed and going to their funeral. I had wow. a obituary stack like this in my bottom truck. Wow. I, the last wow. six months, I've seen, like, I see, okay, my friend, my homie, he got killed a couple years ago. But now, what happened? It repeated itself because now last year his son got killed. So also, I was just with another friend, and three weeks ago, his 17-year-old son got killed. So you're looking at this, the father getting killed and the son getting killed. Yeah, man. Yeah, two generations, man. Two generations. Both go down for the same stuff. Mm. We see this every day in Chicago. Every day, every day, every day, every day. So now, how do we transform minds? How do we get things shift differently? How do we get our criminal system to think different? Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why I got to get this restorative justice to a higher platform. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah. Oh my yeah. God! Hey man. Yeah. Hopefully we can help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah man. Hopefully we can yeah. help, man. Have yeah, you, at least. Have you yeah. looked into it? I know you probably have. Yeah. If, if you have, just let me know if it wasn't successful. Have you looked into any like funding, like grants and? And, I know, just start because I, I was doing a lot of contract work, but now I'm gonna start looking into the funding and things. Because for higher, I have to. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mister Mister yeah. Cooper. Hey, man. For me, see, again, it's a godsend. I just saw you peruse. I'm just perusing through LinkedIn. Caught up with you, man. And now it's so much to this package, man. It's almost like, man, whatever you're doing to get this thing lifted. If there's any way that we can help, man, you let us know, man. Please. If we got to, if we got to come to Chicago and be a part of an event, let us know, man. Be on the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would love for you guys to get yeah, on the way. Let us know, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. It will be, it will be made. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, we're getting ready to wrap up, man. It's been a darn good episode. Oh, goodness. Man. Um, yeah. the last thing that we do, Mr. Fred, every episode, man. We try to give our guests this this kind thing that they that, uh, they do for us. If somebody that has heard your story or that will hear your story, they still thinking about crashing out, Fred. They they at the edge of the cliff. They they got the pill bottle in front of them. They got the syringe right beside the counter, right? They thinking about ending it all right here, right now, even after hearing what you just said. So with that being said, give that person, if you were able to talk to them like you're talking to us, Give that person, man, woman, black or white, some type of motivation right here, right now, man, in the next three minutes, some type of motivation to say, hey, I'm Frederick Krupa, born and raised in the south side of Chicago. If I made it, you can make it too. I always say this. There's no wound that cannot be healed. There's no situation that can't be turned around. Mm -hmm. I remember me sitting at my grandmother's house with 10 bullets in me with a bank account that said negative $45. And I'm just putting my mind and myself in, in that situation and saying, I know I'm finna do a lot of big things. Like when I told people that 
hey, I'm going to be working in Cook County Jail, and I'm going to change the dynamic. People just was like, man, you sound crazy. I ain't going to let no felon go in there. I went in there, and I did that. I changed it. I got into the restorative justice community courts. I became the lead circle keeper, and I'm the one that was telling the judges, this is how this goes. Yes, changed sir. It. I, yes, I look at the lives that been been changed. I, I, I mean, I post up every day. My favorite two words is case dismissed. I love it because it lets me know a young, another young brother or sister that's not going into their system. Yeah, man. You know, not having that criminal background, not going through years of, Yeah, man, I can't get this job. I can't get this apartment. I can't get to the home. So, yes. And, and look, I look at myself. Mm-hmm. A guy that's been shot 10 times and was counted out and mm-hmm. helping people put themselves in positions where it's going to change their lives forever. So if you sitting there with a bottle in your hand trying to take some pills, you, 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 you're you not going to do yourself no justice. But what you will do is show yourself some justice if you turn that bottle around and turn your life around and get to it. Talk, man. Yes, sir. Hey man, I feel like I'm in church. You motivated me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm in church, man. I run through a brick wall. Like, yeah, man. Motivated me. Yeah, too. man. Hey, Mr. Man. Cooper, man, this wow. has been great, man. Uh, like I said, I'm not like, a social media mongol that my son is, so I'm pretty sure he'll stay in contact with you because he does a great job at that. But man, if you need Black Men Vent Two for anything, my brother, hit us up, man. We'll do the best we can, man. But man. Peace and blessing to you, man. Mm-hmm. Peace and blessing to your family, man. And we and we just pray that God allows your ministry to continue to be successful because that's what you got, man. Mm-hmm. You got a ministry. I know you you, you it's a it's a project that you're working on, but you have a ministry, man, because you're changing lives by, you know, it's one of the things like in the Bible where it's hard to change somebody's life if they hungry. So you putting food in their belly, man, and you're giving them on purpose, man. Do your thing, dude. Do your thing, man. Do your thing, brothers. Yeah. Hey, man. All love, man, from yeah. the Black Man Venture Podcast, man. Fred, do me a favor. Um, how can we contact you? Do you do you have social medias, emails? Yes, sir. Get, throw that out uh, there for the city. Uh, on Facebook, I just use my middle name, Bashan Cooper. That's B-A-S-H-A-U-N Cooper on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, LinkedIn, I'm on there, Frederick Cooper, just my name, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K Cooper, and uh, uh, Instagram, I'm, uh, I'm Don B underscore the chosen one on Instagram. Mm. Gotcha. I like that. Gotcha. I like that. Man. We'll make sure, man, we throw all those social media handles in the description of this episode. Yeah. Pops has been another good one. Man. Hey, man. Mr. Cooper, again, like we always say, man, we appreciate you, man. But to our Nashville audience, until next week, it's a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can, and you can't with what you can't. This has been another episode of the Black Man Vent 2 podcast. Good morning. Peace and blessings. Yes, sir. Free-